Welcome back to Chit Talk, where we talk about really good shit. My name is Annika. And my name is Rithu. Follow us on our socials, here to Chit Talk and Instagram for sneak previews, audio clips, and more. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. Let's dive in. Did you know that yearning for the past was actually considered a mental disorder in the 17th century? No, I did not. So a Swiss physician, um, Johannes Hoffer, was attempting to diagnose the need soldiers felt to return home after being sent out to war. Um, but now in the science community, it's being considered as a benefit of mental health. So interesting. Yeah. Two yeah. very opposing sides, but yeah. what was then considered a mental disorder in the 17th century is now considered like a benefit for our mental health, especially during um, the pandemic. So yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. that's crazy to even think mm-hmm. about. What a contrast. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know, I feel like this would be a really fun episode to do because, you know, we've just been talking today about how much we're just yearning for (laughs) COVID to be over. We're just, you know, so excited for like things to open up again, see friends, to hug people. Like I'm just missing human interaction and human connection, you know? Yeah, I'm I'm totally with you. Like, I think this initially started because I sent Annika a lineup for a show that's going to be in... Las Vegas in like September or something like that mm-hmm. um the life is beautiful festival and it just seemed like the lineup looks so good and I was like mm-hmm. I just wish I could go out with my friends I know my group chats are like popping off because of that and it's like in person as well I'm sorry yeah. like it's a live event <laughs> like it's not yeah. going to be one of those virtual um festivals or virtual raves yeah. and stuff where everything's like over zoom and you have to pay like 20 dollars ticket just to watch it over zoom which doesn't really make much sense but no. i get it supporting local musicians and artists they're not really local they're pretty huge and they're probably <laughs> millionaires and stuff so we're just personally <laughs> funding them at this point but that's okay but like i i'm just so excited to I don't know. I feel like we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel now. I feel like it's yeah. so close. We're almost there. You know, just have a few more millions or billions um, of <laughs> vaccinations to roll in. But I think, yeah. you know, we can truly see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm so excited for that. I'm like, me too. Really, really excited for um, when we can just hang out and do things in person. Like normal. Do things from a non safe distance, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I was uh I feel like I've just been really nostalgic over the last little bit mm-hmm. because I've just been looking at like old videos and old pictures and I accidentally yesterday I sent Annika like a bunch of pictures <laughs> because I was trying to send her mm-hmm. one and I sent like five and one of them was a video from a show that we were both supposed to see like back in September of 2019 right 2019 yeah, yeah. crazy to think about that we've gone like over a year now without seeing a concert which is crazy to think it's, about it's so so crazy yeah, yeah I can't believe it's honestly been an entire year I just had my work anniversary just about a week ago so wow. it's been exactly a year since we've all been working from home which yeah. is pretty crazy to think about we've been sitting on our asses day in day out for <laughs> millions of hours many many yeah. hours yeah um just working from home and you know everyone's lives have have shifted and have changed with this um just trying to adapt to this like ever-changing 
environment that we live in right now. So it's, it's definitely been a challenge for everyone. It's definitely been a huge change, but I think something that we can all grasp and hold on to are our memories from our our lives and our time before COVID, like a pre-COVID world. And I'm so excited that we're going to have a post-COVID world, which I think will be, you know, the roaring 20s are definitely something that's going to happen. And I feel like it's going to happen really soon. Yeah. Speaking of nostalgia, I also noticed during the beginning of COVID, I'm sure you've noticed this as well. um, There was a huge spike in like um people purchasing Nintendo Switches. Oh my gosh. Animal yes. Crossing. You know, it really takes us back to the Game Boy days and like yeah, where we oh play like Nintendo dogs and and yeah. you know not really feed them and stuff because I'm not very <laughs> responsible as a person. And now, well not physically right now, but in a pre-COVID world arcade games were also making a cool comeback with like retro digital bars and nightclubs like totally. um like glitch that's on like yeah kids lano and stuff but yeah. i feel like there's so many things from the 90s and early 2000s that are just coming back and just you know making this cool comeback and making it look niche and trendy for totally. people our age yeah i i mean like first of all i really want to check out glitch in general like it's we fun. were supposed to yeah i i feel like i was supposed to come out one night and then i just never ended up going because of something like some commitment mm-hmm. that i had before you were, you were meant to come out with me and cody we were watching um right drag show yeah. live it was rupaul's drag right. race they were screening it there and then they yeah. had like drag performances and it was just it was a ton of fun so cool yeah, yeah. and like I I feel like a lot of bars and restaurants very similar to that. They Mm -hmm. have like the colony has like a bunch of games and stuff there too for people to play. Uh, What was it? I can't even remember. Oh, I think the Lamplighter also has like a bunch of pinball games and like random things like that. Yeah. Um, and Brew Crawl. Brew Crawl. Um, oh my God. I'm figuring Brewcrawl. the names now. It's you been literally so long. You live right <laughs> around the street. Like I know. I have no excuse whatsoever, but I, I completely blank. It's been that long. Um, wow. Brew Hall. They have yeah. arcade games there as well. Um, yeah. I think they've got like Street Fighter or they've got like you know, Pac-Man. Yeah. I haven't played it there, but I know they have like those those games there for for adults, and it's an adult yeah. place where people can grab drinks and beers and hang out with yeah. friends. But it's it's become like a social focal point. Totally to bring this back to people, and I feel like it's really aimed towards us, us. because now we've yeah. come to the age where you know we can enjoy drinking and hanging out with friends and stuff. Not now, but like soon. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and yeah, I just feel like it's really targeting our generation. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like, um, there's this place and we were actually supposed to go out to it when we had our summer of 2020, which literally never ended up happening. Mm -hmm. But something that Annika and I do every summer pretty much is we plan like a lake day with all of our mutual friends. And we have this, we have this huge like group hangout where we all just bring food drinks and we just hang out at white pine beach and just relax and have Blow a good, up our floaties yeah. and then have yeah. them and- just <laughs> sail out into the middle of the lake <laughs> and just drink in the middle of the lake although the park yeah. rangers are not supposed to know that no. um <laughs> and you know this last year the plan was that we were going to go to cultus and mm-hmm. um on the way back i was like hey why don't we just go to castle fun park where i grew up Right. Like it's literally right around the corner from where I grew up and Castle Fun Park, for those of you who don't know, um, is this uh, basically they have mini golf, they have go karts, they have bumper cars, mini like um, batting cages and a whole bunch of old school and new 
arcade games Mm -hmm. for like people of all ages to play. And they're pretty much open every single day of the year, except for Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. And people go there, like adults go there and have fun at Castle Fun Park because they, I feel like they feel a sense of nostalgia. They also feel like Mm -hmm. playful and like childlike wonder when they go to places like that. So I think that 2021 summer of 2021 if we can make it happen <laughs> let's do it <laughs> let's they actually have a really fun um like in one of the newer arcade places that they have at castle fun park i remember going there about like maybe five years ago yeah. um but it has this like laser room where you had to oh, yeah they have move the around laser the lasers yeah yeah, yeah and it yeah. was so much fun super fun yeah let's yeah. have to go back there yes i'm surprised we didn't go there when you came over for um for Alicia's wedding we didn't go why did we not go I did I think oh. we were too we you know why because we went to the sunflower festival we did that's why did. and those also nostalgic also <laughs> nostalgic oh my gosh that was such a nice day yeah um but yeah speaking of toys and stuff that people got so many people were buying Nintendo Nintendo switches and playing Animal Crossing right mm-hmm. like I wanted to get a Switch myself so badly because people were playing Mario Kart. They were playing like so many games from our childhood. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why don't I get myself a Nintendo Switch? Because they're all f-ing sold out. They're all yeah. sold out. I know people were trying to get the resales off of like eBay and some other places oh and they were being sold for ridiculous so amounts of money, which is crazy, insane. Crazy. Um, but now that's money. the exact same thing for PS5s at the moment, which is insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back to back to toys. What what are some of the like just some things that just remind you of of the good old days back in the early Ooh. 2000s or 90s? Oh, that's a good question um I loved sims I think I used to play that like Mm. all the freaking time yes um also like zoo tycoon and roller coaster tycoon yes I remember that (laughs) and oh man I used to do some funny ass shit like not 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 because I'm let me preface this by saying I'm not a sadist but um I used to like build roller coasters that would just like have no end and people Mm -hmm. would just fly off off. (laughs) (laughs) and then um I think there was one time when I was playing zoo tycoon where I like I opened all the gates of all Mm. of the zoo animals but then closed the gates of the zoo so they would just like roam free around (laughs) okay to be fair to be fair I've done my fair share of like enclosing my sim inside a pool and then removing (laughs) the ladder and then enclosing them in a small like space where they have nowhere to believe in the grim you know the grim reaper crumbs and he's like killing them off but um yeah just all in all in good fun you know (laughs) I think I still honestly I still have sims installed in my computer like I have sims 4 as I do so do I (laughs) no shame (laughs) I Um, think I like recently downloaded it um yeah I remember downloading sims the beginning of COVID of last year and to be fair, I haven't really played it since. Me but neither, it's just, actually. It's just nice knowing that it's still in my computer. It's just ready yep. for me to use whenever I want it, yeah. you know? Yeah, I yeah. I created like one family. I think I spent like one Saturday playing Sims. Mm-hmm. I made one family, me included in that. And then <laughs> I have not checked on her since. I hope she's doing okay. Like I haven't seen her. I hope her she knows how to go to the like... bathroom by herself. But <laughs> I guess we'll find out. We'll find out. Maybe she's dead. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Um, um, do you remember Tamagotchis? 
Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I always wanted a Tamagotchi. I always did, but my parents never got me one. All of my friends had them and I really wanted one, but I never had them. So I'm assuming you've had them. I, yeah, yeah. I had two of them. I didn't have Nintendo dogs. I didn't have like the Nintendo, um, DS. DS. I didn't have that though. And I wanted it so bad. And my mom's just like, no, it's not feminine to play video games. And I'm like, like, no, 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 it's not good for you. And also it's not very feminine. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess no Nintendo DSs. (laughs) But you, you had a Tamagotchi. She drew the line at the Tamagotchi. Apparently. (laughs) Um, I had a Game Boy Color, like a Game Boy, like one of those mm-hmm. flip up ones. Um, yeah. But I didn't have a DS either. My parents were like, okay, get the Game Boy. You can have mm-hmm. that. And it was so great for like road trips or like traveling mm-hmm. when you could just like play on those things. And my parents, when I was in middle school and elementary school, were so keen on road trips. I think. Mm-hmm. That's something they always love to do. And so having my Game Boy in there for mm-hmm. me to just sit there while my parents argued <laughs> over directions, I think it was like nice for me to just have something to get away and, and kill your time play. with. Yeah. yeah. Also, I didn't have a Game Boy. So <laughs> <laughs> for you, just playing with the Tamagotchi. Too masculine for me. <laughs> <laughs> too, too masculine for you. Um. I also wrote down Polly Pockets and <gasps> Bratz. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, wait. This just triggered me. Have you ever heard of my scene dolls? Yes, I had those too. <laughs> I loved them. They were like the prettier versions of the Bratz because um, they had smaller yes. heads and they were like more pro- proportional to well, they like looked the rest more of the like body. Barbies. They looked they more did. like Barbies. Just like um, sassier looking, you know, yeah. but not as sassy as Bratz. I feel like they're on the other side of the spectrum, you know, like towards yeah. the cabbage patch kids. They're more like <laughs> <laughs> just the way yeah. they look with their faces just and stuff. Totally. You know? yeah. yeah. But I, oh my gosh, I loved. I love Bratz dolls too. My my parents were, they would get me like either Bratz or Barbie dolls when I was a kid. Um, I think I had like one Mycene doll, but they, mm. they weren't like super popular in North America. I think they were like more in Europe and in like, at least in my understanding, because in I the never colonies. saw, yeah, in the, in the colonies. <laughs> totally um, popular in Singapore, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I never saw any Mycene dolls like here, but mm. I... Yeah, I love them. I also used to play um, the video games on the Barbie website and like the. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> like on the website where you get to like feed the baby. Yes. Oh my God. That one. Yes. I loved it. And then you get to like do her makeup yeah. however you want. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was like pre dating Sims. So like doing yes. like their makeup and stuff was yeah. just, it was so Super new. Super fun. It was just, yeah. yeah I remember that. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, no, that, that was, I did that. And then my, like for the, my scene ones, I think they had like a fashion one where you could Ooh. do that. Um, and then I think there was one for like Polly pocket as well. I think there was like an yeah, online game was, for it too. Yeah. Totally. And it was so smart. Great yeah, marketing. Was, <laughs> great marketing. It was Kids such a great that. way to, it was such a great way to like kill time <laughs> on like a Saturday. Sorry, mom. I'm playing my Barbie video game. <laughs> actually your mom doesn't know you're playing computer games (laughs) i mean those won't really count as computer games they weren't like as they're not violence so Mm -hmm. um but do you remember back in i think it was middle school or like early elementary school where they have these tie strings like the lanyard bracelets 
they were like these little plastic strings and you would fold them up and like weave them into one another. And then you can like hook them onto your bag and then you can oh, like have them as bracelets and stuff. Yeah. 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 Now that makes me think, you know what that made me think of before you explain what it was? Snap bracelets. Do you remember oh those? Oh my like, gosh. Whoosh. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> those were so, why were they a thing? I actually they don't hurt know like why a bitch. those were a thing. <laughs> they really do. But like everyone wanted them. Everyone wanted them. And I was like, why? <laughs> But I wanted one too. <laughs> I wanted one too. I think it's just because everyone had one. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But I did. I I think I had like one of those like plasticky things that you were talking about, like the mm. bracelet things. Um, and I had it attached onto one of my backpacks, and that mm. I had that pretty much all throughout middle school. I was that like one annoying kid that was just like going up to the girl and be like, "Can you start it for me?" And then just like, <laughs> <laughs> I just be like, "Okay, okay, I guess." Um, I think that that also get, gets me on a weird train thought. But like, did you ever bedazzle anything, or like bedazzle anything? <laughs> you know, you know, like um, like stick on earrings and stuff. Or no, 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 because I no, had those. So, so like, um, they're they were like, um, I don't know how to describe them, but they're like almost like a nail gun with jewels. And oh you could gosh. like bedazzle your jeans or like your oh, no, no, purses no, I, or like different things like that. Yeah, there was something else that was similar, but I think you could like bedazzle. Um, this sounds really strange, but I, I was very into scrapbooking. So I would oh my like God, bedazzle I was too. scrapbooking. Shut the up. Shut the up. I was too. I was oh so God. into scrapbooking. I love scrapbooking. And I would like do, this is, this is so narcissistic, but I would do them for myself. So my mom would gladly show photos. Like I would put like baby photos of myself and be like, this is me in Japan. Um, I look funny here because I'm wearing this purple sweater. It was just, oh my God, it was atrocious. But I mean, like it was, it was cute. Like was looking cute. at it now. Yeah. Um, don't really know what was going on in my head there, but just, I don't know. It's good for the memes, great memes, but. Oh my gosh, know. the amount of baby photos or like just photos of me that I have ruined just by like cutting them out and like putting oh, them no. on, on scrapbooks my dad's like because <laughs> there would be like leftover paper cuttings like yeah. on our table and he'd be for like, the memes for the memes <laughs> but for the memes yeah I oh I love scrapbooking so much maybe I should get back into scrapbooking <laughs> it's therapeutic like it's totally just, I think it's a form of self-reflection yeah. I don't know if I call it, I don't know if I would call it self-reflection back then when I did it when I was no. eight years old, but <laughs> <laughs> you were just, judge. <laughs> you were just so self-aware from the age of eight onward. <laughs> I was so self-aware, precisely. Were you huge into Neopets? Yes. Because I was. I yeah, I, I had it. Yeah, I had um, Neopets, and then I think I had like a Webkins account. So oh, I don't Webkinz know. Counts. I don't know. I don't know if this is like I started doing this when I was like in elementary school in Canada. But like, mm -hmm. you could buy these stuffed dolls by Ty. Um, and then similar to them, but they were called okay. Webkins, and they would have like a little thing where you could open their tag or something and it would give you like mm -hmm. a code to create a webkins account and you could like 
register what? your pet online um, and That's then so like sick. play as them. And it, it's like very similar to Neopets in that mm-hmm. style, except that you didn't need to like buy anything for Neopets beforehand. You could just like make an oh, account, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Interesting. But no, it, we never had that though. Yeah, it was super, super so fun. Far. I don't even know if they still exist. Let me look <laughs> look it up. Um, does, does Neopets still exist? They've closed down as of like maybe Neopets. Um Oh my god, they still exist. That's crazy. <laughs> so does Webkins, by the way. Oh my goodness. They okay, so Neopets was released in November 1999, 21 years ago. Oh my god. Isn't gosh. that mind-boggling? That's crazy. That's, crazy. That's actually crazy. And um, I loved how oh. you could like play different games and then you can like win your points and then feed your pets by that. Like yeah. that was such a clever tactic. Well done totally. to whoever did that. Adam Powell and Donna Powell. Congrats. That's <laughs> good job, that's the Powell family. <laughs> yeah. So the reason why you probably haven't heard of Webkins is because it was a Canadian toy company. Um, yeah. So Webkins is like super popular here. So yeah, according to their Wikipedia page, um, their toys are similar to other small plush toys, except each Webkins toy has an attached tag with a unique secret code printed on it that allows its owner to play with their pet in the Webkins world website. So the secret code, amazing. yeah, the secret code allows the user to own a virtual version of the pet for online play. And so like you could play other games and like get them cool little. Um, oh, webkins. Like, yeah. Interesting. I'm on their website now. Oh, I've seen them before. I've seen them at um, the dollar store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're cute. They're the ones with the funny eyes. Yes. Oh, they're cute. The adorable eyes. Yeah, they were super fun. That just makes me think. Did you have Club Penguin? I did. You did? I had Club Penguin, Club Penguin, Tumblr, MySpace. And then um, my first ever phone. I don't know about you, but I had a one of those clunky blue Nokia phones okay. before I moved up to a Razor. But like it was so, I had like a little antenna at the top there too. Mm. Like that's how old it was. Yeah. So, okay. So I, um, I also had Club Penguin. I never had MySpace, but I did have Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first phone that I think I ever got, so I didn't get a phone until I was 15. Um, Good. Or Good like 14. Yeah. yeah. So my, my parents were like, you don't need a cell phone. Meanwhile, all of my friends have cell phones. I'm like, <laughs> um, but then I, there, I basically forced them to get me a cell phone. And, mm-hmm. um, when I was, uh, in ninth grade or whatever um I auditioned for my school play and they didn't get the role because they wanted to give them all to seniors Mm -hmm. and so I was like okay I get it I understand but then my drama teacher decided to make me the stage manager for the entire play managing all of these like seniors so Mm -hmm. I ended up having to stay late for like blocking and rehearsal and all Mm -hmm. of that and then I was like guys I can't even go to the other side of the school to use a pay phone which like barely exists anymore Mm -hmm. um and I was like please I need a cell phone I can't keep doing this (laughs) and that's when I got that's when I got my first cell phone yeah yeah nice and I I honestly um, sorry go ahead no I was just gonna say I had one of those LG Kibos like they're very oh, the, similar the ones that slide up from the side no the ones that flip up yeah the, one, the ones that like yeah. slide up and they have yeah. like a whole keyboard underneath right yeah yeah that was yeah. the one that I had 
Oh, okay. So you were like definitely later on then. I had one of yeah. those too, but like in red. I think it was like an L, like a red LG. And then you can like flip on the side and then yep. you can like squish it together and like yep. collapses. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was probably Kids my are... favorite phone compared to like the Razer and obviously like the Nokia. But yeah. I don't know. It just um... like, it looked very early 2000s. It was very like, you know, sassy. Every girl in TV <laughs> shows like had them too. It just like looks yeah. very fashionable. It was just, it was so cute. And like, I just, I just remember, I remember the first time I got an iPhone and I was like, wow, it's so cool for me to have an iPhone. And like, I have, like, I'm one of the, like, I have one of the newer Apple things. Right. And then I just remember thinking to myself, Mm -hmm. like, oh no, everyone's going to start using smartphones now. And these are not going to exist anymore. And you remember the other day when we were having conversations about me upgrading my phone to like a new one, just because you just upgraded your phone. Mm -hmm. Um, I was looking at the, my phone company's website to see Mm -hmm. what they offered. And at the very bottom that you could get a flip phone still seriously like, yeah yeah they still you have st- that on there yeah and I was like people are still getting flip phones <laughs> those like, people who are purchasing them they're doing some shady shit like you guys they probably are they really <laughs> they probably, probably need to have are. their eyeballs on these people like okay you've got a you've got a burner phone like I need to take your sin and your date of birth and yep. your address <laughs> and everything uh, I'm Keeping also going to install you. Yeah, I'm also going to install a GPS tracker on you just to make exactly. sure we know that you're just not getting up to anything slap shady. It on there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, they still sell flip phones. How crazy is that? <laughs> That's really bizarre. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah, I didn't know until yesterday. I oh, do man. have a question for you just to like move away from what we've discussed before. We can always come back to it later on. Yeah. But I just want to ask you. Um, does your olfactory evoke any specific emotional memories? Ooh. Hmm. Like, are there any specific smells or like songs um, that just like really evoke very, very strong feelings for you of nostalgia? <laughs> okay. Anytime I hear... Um... Beautiful Girls by Sean Kingston. I feel thrown back to a middle school dance for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sexy Bitch by David Guetta. That also. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As for smells. Mm. Okay. Have you ever had a like Pillsbury cookie or like one of those sugar cookies at all? No. Okay. So have you ever had Dunkaroos? Yes. Okay. So. They weren't when, huge in Singapore, though. But, yeah. So yeah. basically, like Dunkers were, were very common in North America. But um, whenever I would smell like Pillsbury cookies, they would remind me of Dunkaroos. And so every time I now smell like sugar cookies that are mm-hmm. the Pillsbury sugar cookies or any sort of sugar cookies whatsoever, it just like throws me back to thinking about Dunkaroos. Mm-hmm. Um how about you? Are there any like specific smells or like songs that bring you back? I think for me, um, Santana's Smooth takes oh. me back to when me and my family were, I think we were in the Swiss Alps somewhere. We were like um, staying in this cabin and mm. I don't know if we were snowed in or whatnot, but I just remember like spending Christmas there with my family mm-hmm. Um and just like dancing to it really and just like really really loving that song so I think that definitely takes me back to a time where 
I was with my family and I was a lot smaller and I was just, you know, having a good time. And then for smells, I think this one's a really weird one, but I think actually two smells. Um, One of them is my grandmother's place. Like before she moved to, to Nice, she had this very Mm -hmm. nice smelling home and I can't describe what it is. Mm. Um, It was very like lights and floral, but she has this like smell in her apartment and it just like makes me feel really like warm and it gives me warm fuzzies and it's just, it's a very pleasant smell and like Mm -hmm. reminds me of that. The second one's a little bit odd, but I miss my mom's cooking so much. And so as much as I hated Chinese porridge back in the day, I miss it Mm. so much now. And just like the the sort of like rice cooking smell, Mm. um, even Mm -hmm. like Chinese chicken rice as well, but like just the smell of cooking like Chinese porridge, um, just, yeah, just having that like fill the air and like it's, yeah, it totally brings me back and like I miss my mom's cooking so much, but yeah, yeah, I am. that that actually made me think even further back or dig mm-hmm. even further back into my childhood for like songs. My parents and I used to listen to ABBA so, so much. I um, love ABBA. Yeah. yeah. When, uh, when I was a kid, like they used to just play it around the house all the time because my mom loved ABBA so much. Mm-hmm. And so every time I hear ABBA now, I'm just like, hmm, like such a nice, nice feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, my um my mom used to sing me um do you remember the land before time <laughs> yes of course I remember the I land before time I used to love that movie and I would cry every <laughs> single time and there was a song that always played at the um the end credits yeah and my mom I would always like when I was super small I think it was about like three to um five years old I would constantly ask my mom to like have her sing me the end credits song of the land before time to me it's such a bizarre request but I would like make her but do she it. would like, do mom, it she would do it me, sing me the damn song mom I need to go to bed um no 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 but like it was it was just so cute and I was I just remember that so fondly um because I would sit there and be like mom mom please like can you like sing me the song and she would sing it to me and then I would like fall asleep but um yeah that was like a really fun memory um did your uh, did your parents ever read you like bedtime stories before you went to bed? No, not really. I just really, my mom <laughs> just that to one me to song. Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for for me, my dad used to read me the Arabian Nights like before I would mm, go to sleep, and yeah. so um, like Sinbad and like Aladdin and all of that. Like that's what that's what he would like read to me before I went to sleep. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, bedtime stories were like a big thing. My dad, not much of a singer. <laughs> I wouldn't even force him to sing. <laughs> um, I do just have like some fun facts about like Ooh. the stuff that we said. And was so I just want to say like, um, so the nose is connected directly to the limbic system in the brain. So that's where the emotions are housed. And so an average person can detect about 10,000 different odors. And so each Whoa. one will cause people to react differently and associate different smells with like different experiences and different memories. Mm. While music, they actually theorize that parents pass down their musical tastes to their children by playing tunes frequently in their development years. So mm. like maybe my love for like, you know, jazz music and R&B comes from like listening to Santana all the time with my dad. Yeah. Um, and so they pass down their musical preferences and we can like inherit them from our parents as well. And Interesting. like, 
Yeah. Isn't that interesting? So I feel like maybe there's some sort of like nostalgia from that as well, because it's something that we associate with our parents, with our family. And then it also like lingers because we associate ourselves with like liking this type of genre, like um, type of music. And we're like, oh, this sort of reminds me of the song when I like listened to it um, when I was younger. So maybe those pros go... That, that actually is making me think because like maybe that's why I like SG Lewis so much because it's like mm. very disco and ABBA is so disco it's so like and, funky and yeah light-hearted and fun yeah, yeah. totally so I feel yeah. like there's definitely some sort of like similarities where um artists take you know um take musical influences from previous times like I think SG Lewis great example I yeah. think he's had like he has like a lot of influence from the 80s disco funk yeah same with Dua Lipa too totally yeah Yeah, like her beats and everything like they're very very retro like 70s 80s kind of vibe and I feel like maybe that resonates with us because we've heard so many songs like that previously that our parents listened to and we listened to when we were younger and so we can associate as something like oh like that reminds me of this time or like that reminds me of like when I did this with them you know yeah totally Um, but that also makes me think, have you noticed that people are starting to sample songs from the early 2000s in their music now? Mm-hmm. Like, definitely. It's just, like, I think, oh my God, the one song in particular, it samples like Hot in Here by Nelly and it's like Buss It by Eric, like Erica Banks or something. I never um, noticed that. Really? Really? Yeah. Like if you listen to the very beginning of the song, it's hot in here. I like, I want you to listen to it right now. Like we can even just like take a second. I've only ever heard it from the TikTok version where it's just like, bust it. I'm not going to sing the rest. Yeah. (laughs) Bust it. (laughs) Um, Let me play it for you so you can hear it. Ready? Good crack. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 Is that the full song or is it just like a mashup between the two songs? So they literally use like hot in here, like the pre-chorus as the opener and that's it. They don't mix it in with the rest of the song. It just like starts the song off. Oh, I thought that was like, I thought it was mixed in together by like a TikToker or something like that. No, no, that's the, that's the like sample that they use at the start of the song and it's just crazy to see that like people are starting to sample songs from our childhood yeah very bizarre and I feel like um Drake and Kanye are notorious for sampling music even like Childish Gambino oh my god Childish Gambino you know they're all notorious for sampling music to then rap over and it sounds great but like when you dissect things yeah. and you actually like listen to them out in full you're like oh my god that that's actually this original song and like I had no idea that that's where it came from so yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think like for example in that uh, why can't I remember um that one song uh where it's like he used to call me on my cell phone do, by Drake do, do, do. yeah that's literally the like we we wait waiting room music in the background that's what it sounds like yeah that's what it sounds like (laughs) it's not actually is it I don't know if it is or if it's like Mario music in the background but Mm. like he sources like video game music in that one little section and I'm like oh my god this does this does remind me of my childhood (laughs) exactly Yeah, yeah but it's just funny how now songs are sorry songs are using 
um, sorry, artists are using songs and sampling songs from the early 2000s and 90s now. Yeah. And I'm just thinking like, are we, are we really that old where <laughs> yeah. we have to sample songs now from them? Cause like, you know, Kanye would sample songs from like the seventies and sixties, yeah. like, you know, swingers music, swingers. Yeah. Oh my God. No, no. You know what Sw- I mean? <laughs> swing music, <laughs> swing music. Um, and like R and B music from the early yeah. like sixties. Yeah. But now I guess the twenties are, uh, sorry, the two thousands are like forever ago now. So I guess people yeah. are just sampling them now and it's just, Yeah. And yeah. I've also noticed as well that um, I feel like a lot of EDM artists are also just remixing old songs from the early 2000s now as well. Um, mm. I like think it's Felix John or something like that, but like there's a few of them and like um, on Mint Canada that I'm like, like yeah. listening to right now on Spotify, but they're just, I'm like listening to them and they're just like songs from the early 2000s as well just remixed yeah. I'm like yeah whoa have we really come full circle now <laughs> yeah it's it's honestly I'm starting to feel really old these days like mm. one of um uh just like I keep seeing things where where people are acting like things from our childhood are just like extremely old that mm. it just like triggers me for example speaking of TikTok right like there are there are people that are maybe three, four years younger than us that does not know the music that are part of the early 2000s. And there are these specific TikToks where people are like, oh, put your fingers up for like which songs you recognize or like Mm -hmm. which ones are bangers. And there are people that literally have none of their fingers up because they don't know any of the music. Okay, just, but if you're only born like four years later than us right yeah. now, it shouldn't, that's just, I don't know, that's just shameful. Like, right? <laughs> you're within the same like decade, like you should be yeah. able to know those songs, but I don't but know, it's very strange. I, so I think, I think the, f- the primary difference is I think that the cutoff period for millennials and Gen Z is 97. Mm-hmm. So so like we're 95, right? So yep. everyone after 97 are in like a completely different phase of of life, completely different mm-hmm. attitude, right? So maybe they just don't know. And like, that's just the way that it is. And also like <laughs> some of the other things that Gen Z have said, like in TikToks is like, my side parts are stupid. And I'm like, honey, you should see us when we went through the awkward stages of our oh my God. freaking childhood. Exactly. Like, oh my gosh. I, I remember this. And Annika, you've actually seen these pictures. But like um, when Annika came over to stay with me when we went to my friend's wedding, um, we looked at like old yearbook photos of me and like the horrible horrible bowl cuts the the side parts that were just way too side party and just basically mm. was like a like crescent moon on my oh, head no. and it was just like oh my gosh I just remember all of that being part of my childhood and like none of these people that are Gen Z seem to experience that awkward phase anymore no they seem to skip it completely and I'm like so upset by that because I feel like everyone <laughs> has to go through that that awkward phase for character development like, like <laughs> totally. you need to learn to be the main character after you go through some like horrible train wreck of a haircut or <laughs> you know maybe not everyone does this but I did accidentally like shave part of my eyebrows off and then <gasps> decided like maybe oh, I should right. like make it symmetrical and then shave the other side off and then <laughs> fill in the rest of my eyebrows like 
um, eyeliner because I didn't realize that like eyeliners and eyebrow pencils were not the same thing. Um, but anyways, besides the point, <laughs> I feel like any, everyone should just like have that weird, awkward phase just because I think it's it's great for, you know, character building. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, like I mentioned a little bit about my awkward phase. Did you have an awkward phase or awkward phases 100%. at all? I was yeah. I was a weird child. Um, I had my weird like emo phase like emo goth phase um Ooh. I would have that also like you know side bang side haircut, part look yeah. very mysterious I would also have these red um bright red extension clips in my hair too oh my god and I would purposefully this this is so bad and so damaging over here I would purposely like um take permanent marker and then draw like horizontal lines in my hair to have that raccoon hair you know that emo phase where they have like raccoon hair colors with like the horizontal stripes i would like use a permanent marker and just like go at it with my hair that's like scene kid territory (laughs) like (laughs) okay i wasn't that bad but like you know i listened to some pretty one um green day panic the disco like that sort of oh my god i love panic Um, at the disco yeah sky sweet m loved her um yeah, it was just a very interesting like three years, and then whoop! Afterwards, I moved into like a strange indie phase, oh. um, where I would listen to like oh my gosh, I would listen to um, Bombay Bicycle Club. Oh my um, god, I love Vampire I Weekend. Also used to listen to yeah. both of them. <laughs> Aren't they great? Yeah. So yes. yeah, I would like listen to them, and then I would like look different as well like I think my haircut changed a little bit like I would dress a little bit more differently like I'd have more like bracelets around my arm um still had zero fashion sense whatsoever (laughs) because we're still in like the weird 2000s period um but back when we would wear belts over our long shirts (laughs) totally oh oh and another one as well um I would always wear sneakers with dresses I feel like people do that now, though. Really? Uh, oh, I yeah, feel like, like there's a whole, like, you know, Cinderella story-esque kind of vibe. Oh, yeah, like you're you talking like, wear... like high tops, right? Or yeah, like, I'm yeah. thinking like converse <laughs> high tops, like right up to the ankles, you know, like yeah, maybe to yeah. the, you know, mid-calfway region. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just wearing high tops with uh, with dresses was just a huge thing for me. Yeah, I think I also definitely went through that emo phase. And actually, I went through that a couple of days ago when Matthew, like, I think I was cleaning or like cooking or something, our lunch. Um, and Matthew and I were just listening to emo music from our childhood. So like, I'm talking <laughs> secondhand serenade, yes. Evanescence, My mm-hmm. Chemical Romance, Dashboard Confessional, Three Days Grace, Paramore, like all of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like there's something about like listening to the music from our formative years that like really pulls us back mm-hmm. to nostalgic moments yeah. and like our childhood. I think that's the reason why we go so hard when we're at the club and we hear like a throwback. <laughs> no, I mean it. Like that's I think true, that, it's true. Like uh, okay, let's talk about the fact that one of the one of the places we used to frequent when we were um when we fortune. were going out fortune not fortune. No. <laughs> well, I mean no, like we used what to go to Hello Goodbye. We used oh, to go to Hello Goodbye. Goodbye like all the time, mm-hmm. right? And whenever we went to Hello Goodbye, almost all the time the music was popping and it was mm-hmm. all like all throwbacks or like songs from the like 2000s, late 10s, 
right? Mm-hmm. And it was just such a throwback every time to go there. And we would have so much fun because I feel like minus all of the bullshit of a middle school dance, like we were in our middle school, high school dance mm-hmm. age, right? Uh, did you have <sighs> did you have dances and stuff like that in um in Singapore? I was just gonna say like uh, to be like squished in between a bunch of sweaty strangers in like a dingy <laughs> club. I miss that so much. I would have never thought that I'd be so like I missing know. that. Yeah, I'd just be missing that so yeah. much. Um, but yes, to your point, I did have formals. We didn't really have like um homecoming dances. That wasn't really yeah. a thing in Singapore, but we had formal events. Mm-hmm. Um, so every year people would like dress up um and we'd have them at like hotel banquets which mm. were really nice um and yeah it was it was huge like people would go to each other's places take tons of photos like you know you'd bring yeah. out your like your handheld cameras yeah. the digital oh ones God. that you like bring cool out <laughs> yes yeah, yeah totally um and um yeah I what did I I think we just like gave out awards and stuff but it was just yeah, yeah just to look look cute and and yeah. stuff but I think other than that it wasn't like we didn't really do too many dances but yeah yeah Yeah, we used to have dances like semi frequently like we didn't have Mm -hmm. homecoming or anything like that but we would have like a halloween dance where like everyone would dress up in halloween costumes we would have like a winter formal where like people would dress up a little bit nicer Mm -hmm. than a spring one and then like ended the school year event and that was like pretty much all that we would do yeah Um, we would just have the one all year (laughs) yeah 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 I do have a question for you yeah do you think that fashion trends are making a comeback like 90s cut jeans mom jeans you know butterfly clips and hairs and stuff oh yeah what do you what do you think about that okay so I I've given this a fair amount of thought because what I notice is that it's not even like the true epitome of what 90s music or sorry 90s fashion Fashion. was like Mm -hmm. I think it's like the romanticized version of what that looks like so for example Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to use this reference but um, I feel like a lot of people are dressing like what 90s movie stars used to dress like absolutely Um, like not what regular people used to dress like, right? Mm-hmm. So the first thing, when you said butterfly clips, the first thing that came into my mind is, have you seen 10 Things I Hate About You? Yes. Yeah, like Bianca from that movie, mm-hmm. right? Like she had the butterfly clips, the sundress and like the like the cardigan over her like little sundress. And mm-hmm. that's like, I feel like a lot of people are dressing like that. Like they're picking the trendy moments mm-hmm. from the 90s and the 2000s that were popularized by media and TV and saying that's what 90s fashion or 2000s Mm. fashion is, right? Yeah. For example, with 2000s fashion, they're looking at, or what they're calling 2000s fashion Mm -hmm. is like matching juicy couture sweatsuits, right? But Mm -hmm. like- We've got skims now, right? With the lore matching set and stuff. Exactly. And then also like, you know, uh, I think like- one of the one of the things that people were talking about last year was that like a tank top that was like a cowl neck that was like all diamonds that Kendall Jenner wore or like Mm. Swarovski or something yeah um or like 
and Paris Hilton wore that back mm. in like the 2000s. It wasn't what regular people were wearing. It was no, just true. It was just what it's like an idolized version of like what we wanted to wear, but we just couldn't wear it because we had zero fashion sense then. Yes, I totally exactly. agree. It's just like, um, you know, the chicks and clueless, like they were yes. super fashionable and they would wear these like really cute, um, like you know pencil skirts yeah um, you know like matching plaid sets yeah yeah like completely plaid sets with like the little blazers the cute blazers or like little um like cardigans I think the cardigans are making huge comeback now where you have the like you know buttons in the front or like the tied fronts with the cardigans and like the ones with the feather accents like around the wrists and around like the neck as well or like the Um, little shoes with the fluff balls at the front like the feathery yeah yeah Yeah. so I feel like people are just like you know idolizing and romanticizing their specific like aesthetic um, aesthetic of the 90s and 2000s but we're not getting like the um no like von dutch bags or hats or making oh my god i don't think (laughs) you know what to all those people that romanticize 2000s fashion and like 90s fashion i please urge you to look at any red carpet for disney tv like stars or movies or anything like that from the early 2000s because that will that is the marker of what 2000s fashion actually looked like like what people actually thought they could wear because those people were teenagers those people were young at the time that it was happening right like i they walked so Kendall Jenner and Kylie Jenner could run. I mean, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like to, to some extent, yes, it's coming back, but I think that they're picking and choosing mm-hmm. what they want to, what they want to bring back. And I think that, mm-hmm. you know, another 20, 30 years down the line, people are going to romanticize this era that we live in right now. Right. Definitely. And I, I feel yeah. like we, oftentimes we go through like cycles right and Mm -hmm. like maybe when actually I would argue that when we were in middle school and high school that 80s fashion was a thing like neon colors and Mm -hmm. like bright colors and that entire vibe was like really really commonplace yeah um and then when we got into our like late teens slash early 20s it was like going back to the neutrals of the 90s Mm -hmm. Um, and like with a little bit of aesthetic from the seventies, like I felt like some of that was in there and now it's like going back to the two thousands. So it's like a weird little swinging pendulum of fashion, like going back and forth. I wonder who sits in the boardroom and just says, okay, you know what? Like seventies are going to make a comeback this summer. (laughs) And then like for winter next season, it's going to be the eighties, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be the woman from the devil wears Prada. Do you remember that movie? Yeah. Totally. <laughs> it's Miranda I'm, Priestley just sitting yeah. there telling people what they should be wearing. It's Meryl Streep. It's, it's Meryl, Meryl Streep. Streep. It's definitely Meryl <laughs> Streep. I'm just waiting for the time when um, Heelys and Lip Smackers are going to make a comeback <gasps> again. <laughs> oh my God. I I love Lip Smackers. I've been trying love to like lip-smackers. find them because they would just have so many different flavors. And I would eat them. They're so good. <laughs> I would just I... straight up just lick them <laughs> right <laughs> off the stick. <laughs> What I loved um, about lip smackers wasn't necessarily like the actual chapstick, but the ones with the rolly balls with the gloss. Yes. I yeah. loved those. I would so, just stick, so it on my, stick it in my mouth and just eat it. <laughs> yeah, just eat it all. Um, but did you know that nostalgia can actually influence your decision making? So really? Yeah. So nostalgia has been exploited so much in like marketing tactics that, you know, you see it all the time where like, okay, for instance, when Christmas comes around and you go into Mm -hmm. a shopping mall, for instance, Mm -hmm. um, 
just the the warm fuzzies that you get from like that Christmas feeling and like associating from Christmas Mm. makes you want to buy things more essentially so it's just it does this whole like crazy mind game where um you just feel comfort and nostalgia from things that oh my god I can't even speak right now but anyways like nostalgia can really influence your decision making with like purchasing things so if you go into a place that reminds you of a certain like experience smell um season or holiday yeah that would totally like change your decision to make you want to buy things more yeah yeah I can definitely see my subconscious being influenced by that but I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of an instance where that's happened to me. Can you think of an instance where like nostalgia has affected your decision-making? I feel like, I don't know, department stores or have you been to Harrods at, like in UK? Oh my God. Yes, I have. Christmas yeah. at Harrods and they have oh. like full-blown Christmases. I feel like any yeah. Christmas store really, really does it for yeah. me. I am yeah. like, you know, the cross down in Yelltown as well when they like put on their Christmas stuff. Yeah. I'm like, I don't need these, like, I don't, I don't need to have any of these ornaments, but I okay. want them. You know what? I will do you one better. The Vancouver Christmas market is a perfect yes. example of that. Exactly. Yeah. I would buy unnecessary things. Do I have mm. a huge Christmas tree to put ornaments on? Not really. No, you do not. Yeah. <laughs> but you'll get it anyways. Okay. Yes. Another example to top that one up, to top that one off. Richmond Night Market. Yes. Because all the different foods that like, yeah. you know, take us back to, you know, for me, Takoyaki. Singapore and for you. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yes. Like all the different foods there. And you're like, oh my yeah. God, I miss it so much. I can't get this anywhere yeah. else. I need to have it. Yeah. That's how they get you. That's, how, that's, they get that's you. how they get you. And then you see like, like cute little socks and things that like remind you of your childhood. Like, I think there were like Pokemon socks or exactly. like different things like that. They Where just does your money you. go? Poof. It's, it's gone. Just like pocket. that. <laughs> yeah. Into their freaking pockets. Oh my God. I'm just like having an existential crisis right now. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh my God. What I found really interesting is that you and I have a lot of shared um, TV shows and toys mm. that mm. you and I both had from the early 2000s and early 90s, but yeah. we both lived in two separate parts of the world. And I just find yeah. it so fascinating that um, I, for myself, like living in Asia, still had the same... Um, like TV shows and toys and and hobbies and shared interests as yourself living in like yeah. the UK and Canada and like North America. And, yeah. you know, it just really shows the impact that media and other things have had on, on us and like how the internet and radio and other means of media had such a yeah. large influence on, on the world at the time and how it had a huge impact on us. Even then. <laughs> Yeah. Do you think that the, the like uprising of the internet uprising, I make it sound so like anarchist. <laughs> Y2K. <but> like, <laughs> but do, you Timely. That, do you think that the, the widespread use of the internet is what like brought that sense of camaraderie between mm-hmm. us, regardless of where we grew up? I honestly, I would think so. Yeah. Like I've always had this like internal just internal dialogue with myself just thinking what like why is this phenomenal phenomenal well, phenomenon happening because if it weren't yeah. for the internet if it weren't for radio us listening to like Usher and like Nelly Furtado, right? Yeah. Or oh listen to God. David Guetta like playing yeah. sexy back. Um yeah. sexy bitch. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sexy back yeah. is Justin yeah. Timberlake. <laughs> yes. Um like we wouldn't have these shared songs but I think again like you know Hollywood is huge um America 
was you know still big as it is today it's still a huge like it was really influential it was huge and like so influential in so many different ways so I think even maybe despite even maybe without internet we would still have a means of like some sort of some sort of like shared connectivity between our hobbies and interests um but I don't know if it'd be as big as it is right now yeah like I mean you know there are probably well I mean this is an example right like my cousin he is in he's in India but like I have seen memes here or like I've seen TikToks or videos here that he mm. knows of over there, right? Because yeah. of because of the internet, because of mm-hmm. that bridging the gap. So I think that mm-hmm. if anything, maybe you are right that like the the reach of capitalism and like consumerism has totally. made things readily available to us. But I think it's just probably further perpetuated by the internet and made it more mm-hmm. easily accessible to the people way more that accessible can only connect to each other via the internet or mm-hmm. like social media right yeah because we don't have dial-up connections anymore so it makes oh it God. that much easier oh that noise is so triggering <laughs> I like <know>. that sound <laughs> I know <laughs> oh my god um do you do you think that what do you think our kids will think like of the things that we loved as kids Obviously, I think it's going to be, I think it's very cyclical. So, you know, what we thought was very cringy back then for our parents and, you know, when our parents like um, go through photos of themselves and, you know, they look ridiculous in whatever clothes they were wearing and, um, you know, they look super funny and like their, um, like their photos and and their music tastes and stuff. And we find that kind of cringy and bizarre. I think that would bite us in the ass and we'll have the exact same thing with our children's too i think they'll be like oh mom you gotta turn off that racket like this this (laughs) cardi b song that you're playing is just ridiculous (laughs) turn it off mom (laughs) it's too vulgar for me oh i Um, just i wonder what they're gonna listen to i just think about that right like um I noise. just wonder noise, <laughs> just soundscapes. Beep have you oops. seen have you have you seen that um that episode of Friends where Ross just makes like a bunch of different sounds and no. he calls them Ross's soundscapes and then he just like plays them for like the rest of the friends. Probably and he, that then. <laughs> and it just it sounds chaotic. And the one person that really likes it is Phoebe, right? Mm. <laughs> Who is like really she out would. there and super weird, weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I I think that even even us like mm-hmm. looking back when we're in our 40s or when we're in our 50s, like we're gonna look back at the kind of stuff that we used to listen to now and maybe some of the choices that we made right now and mm-hmm. be like, ooh, that's a little cringe, right? Yeah, um, I mean, we're already looking back at the early 2000s and be like, maybe I should have plucked my eyebrows that thin. You know, it's just small <laughs> instances like that where even now yeah. we can look back then and say like, okay, maybe we shouldn't have done this. Maybe these trends were like a bit of a fad back then, but they couldn't yeah. really carry themselves forward to right now. So it's just... Yeah, I think definitely we'll have those instances with our own children where we'll be playing music or wearing certain outfits, having our side parts and our hoop earrings and maybe our skinny jeans as well. Um, That will be canceled, that are currently canceled by younger (laughs) generations in Gen Z. They hate our side parts. You know what? Sometimes they look really good with a side part. Get over it. You know what? I can't flip it back into a metal part. It's been 20 years of having the same side part. So there's no going back. Yeah.
Yeah, so I just want to I just want to discuss the the benefits of nostalgia and the sense of like just joy and hope that we have and and just reminiscing yeah. the past. What do you think are some of the benefits for feeling this way and and thinking back to the past? I mean, like aside from actually probably I feel like looking back will probably help our like memory retention. Like I think from a mm. physiological perspective, I think that yeah. that's something that will really help us with. And sometimes like, I, and I've been sending them to you recently too, just like pictures and videos of like our past. And um, for example, this like one random memory that exists in my brain that didn't get surfaced until today. But mm. uh, my friend Katie, um, she was looking at places to have a small reception for her wedding. And uh, you know what I recommended to her? Because she was like talking about the Earl's Loft. I recommended the refinery. Do you remember when we went to the refinery? Yes. And that yeah, was it's just like, like upstairs a, of like this taco place, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so like, it's just like a random thought that I had. And I was like, mm -hmm. wait, I'm sure I have a video of it somewhere on my phone. Yeah. And like, I went Why back. Were we there? I, so we were there for, I think, one of my friend's birthdays. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I and remember so, it. Yeah. And so like, it's such a vague memory. But then I went and I looked at the the video and I was like, wow, I feel like that was just yesterday. Like I feel, mm -hmm. I feel like almost like those pictures or those videos are like time traveling to the Definitely. moment yeah. and like just remembering and empathizing with ourselves and being mm -hmm. in that moment. Um, one other video that I can think of, or like a bunch of pictures that I think of is like our Halloween costume from a couple of years ago. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Danica, do you want to tell our listeners what our Halloween costume was? There's nothing much to tell. You were the sexy painting and I was the sexy Bob Ross. So <laughs> yes, but you know what? I, the one thing I do remember from that night is I think like four or five people stopped us to take pictures of our outfit because they mm -hmm. loved it so, so much. It was a huge hit. You were a huge yeah. hit with like all the drunk people that wanted to like paint <laughs> on your canvas, right? Yeah. Not really sexual, so, but like it was a literal canvas. It was like, you know like what? an actual it was, canvas. I'm just genuinely surprised that no one drew like genitalia. I'm just surprised that the like, no, you know, it was like Landscapes with like a little yeah. rabbit, like a little yeah. stream. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. I'm surprised that drunk people even like <laughs> could draw a tree. Yeah. Like it was just yeah, very surprising. Um, yeah, but yeah I, I love the analogy that you gave um, for just pieces of like photographs and videos as little time capsules. And I think that's yeah. so neat to think about because it really does just take you back. To, it really does just take you back to to a different time. And even when I go through Snapchat memories at the moment, I feel like that yeah. in itself is a time capsule too, because you're yeah. in a way experiencing something that, you know, you've bookmarked previously a few years ago, yeah. but you're just, you know, taken back to that time and you get to have these recollections of, of the friends you had then and the memories yeah. you had then and, you know, shared experiences and bonding and all that. Um, yeah. But I think a healthy use of nostalgia is, is um the way that it gives us like a sense of meaning as well and it gives us yeah. hope and a hope to the future like what we're doing right now it's talking about this and having this conversation yeah. we're looking forward to the future of a post-covid world and i yeah. think that's so great because because it makes us happier and it gives us like a sense of optimism as well and yeah. um and also it's been correlated sorry it's also been found that it correlates with increased resilience and self-confidence as well yeah 
Yeah. Self-confidence. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I yeah. never thought, I never thought about it that way. Yeah. Cause I think like it also increases feelings of social connectedness to others. So mm. it makes people feel more loved and more valued and just more relatable to other people as well. And just more connected in ways like how you and I have had different experiences growing up, but we still have yeah. these shared interests and like musics and, and all these different yeah. things. And and I think actually, you know what, just jumping off of that really quick, I think that I feel like a lot of us now more than ever will be experiencing the nostalgia of COVID in itself. Like the fact mm. is, is that like, you know, we've hit the one year mark or like just over a year. Right. And yeah. it's gotten to the point where like people are remembering and we've mentioned and joked about it the toilet mm. paper pandemic like we've talked totally. about and like we talk about people making banana bread at home and yeah, like the banana those, bread era of like the pandemic yeah. seemed so far but also yeah. so close and like we have no concept of time anymore yeah. but like just having that era of the pandemic in itself yeah. is also kind of like nostalgic in a way because I yeah. remember like all of us you know during the beginning of COVID and during a lockdown we'd get together and have all these like zoom calls and we would like yeah. drink together but yeah. you know on zoom calls and stuff and like even that in itself is just like I don't know yeah. it just makes me reminisce that time too because it was yeah. all so new and fresh and maybe yeah. not as exciting but yeah and I and I think that I think that what what it means for us post-covid like in a post-covid world mm -hmm. is that it kind of allows us to have pseudo experienced the same thing Mm -hmm. everyone is like starting on the on the same plane mm -hmm. right everyone experienced the toilet paper pandemic and the banana bread like mm -hmm. and the zoom calls and all of that and then you know going into a period of maybe feeling emotionally exhausted from doing so many zoom calls and working from home all the time mm -hmm. and there's a mutual understanding and kind of mindset of holy shit we want to get out of lockdown and we really want to experience social and human connection again and I think mm -hmm. that having that nostalgia and that memory from the beginning of COVID mm -hmm. even just pushes us forward into like getting out of our comfort zone I don't know about you but like for me I'm just thinking about post-COVID okay before before COVID I was holding myself back. Like I wasn't going out mm. and doing all the things and taking all of the opportunities that I wanted to take. But then having gone through everything with COVID, now I'm like, I miss what we were doing before. And mm -hmm. I want to do that and more, like beyond. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like a weirdly enough, COVID was like a kick in the ass to be like, take, take all take of the opportunities. Chances. Right. Yeah, yeah, that totally resonates with me as well. And I, I feel like I'm taking that on more as well. Like just this past Monday after work, um, Sonia reached out to me. She's like, hey, it's a beautiful day. Like it's a bluebird sky day. Let's just buy a ski ticket, worry about it later, just pack your things and then just join me after work. And I was like, okay, sure, let's do it. And it turned out to be like the most spectacular day. We had a beautiful sunset yeah, over House beautiful. Sound. And it was, yeah, oh my gosh, it was stunning. But it's just like, little things like that, where I think we're holding on to just being so, so responsible and so reserved at home and day in, day out for the past year with COVID. I think in a post-COVID world that we're going to take, you know, a leap of faith, we're going to take more opportunities and we're going to take more chances on things and be more spontaneous even. Um, yeah. And, and 
try new exciting things. And I think we'll be more willing to be more open-minded and um, just an overall, like, you know, a, a bigger risk taker than what we are before, just because we've been kept at home for so long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think that even nostalgia and it, it's in itself and looking back at photos is a self of like self-reflection and just a sense of like meditation as well because it just makes yeah. you feel at ease um yeah. despite the ongoing like noise and and all the turmoil that's happening in the world and right chaos. now with them yeah yeah it just brings you a sense of like peace and ease and I think that's um that's something that you know we can really benefit from all of us really so yeah and I think before we know it like COVID will be a distant memory yeah and it in itself like our kids are going to be like well, what was that like and mm -hmm. that'll be an era of nostalgia for us when we're like in the future mm -hmm. right well I think this is actually a great point for us to wrap up the episode thank you so much for listening to us be nostalgic about our past our childhood and even just before COVID mm -hmm. um, and we hope that this brought you a little sense of nostalgia as well yeah, this was actually really therapeutic for me. I don't know yeah. how you felt about it, but this was oh, I feel so great to just, <laughs> just like sit back and just talk about like the good old days. And yeah, yeah, this was, this was great. So thank you so much for tuning in with us this week. It means a lot to us. Um, hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed producing making and it. making yeah. it and just shooting the shit with it. Um, yeah. So where can people find us, Rithu? Oh, you're making me do this today. I know. <laughs> Designed to like well, feel spicy and switch ooh, it up a little ooh. bit. So um that's a great question, Annika. People can find us at Here to Shit Talk on um, Instagram for behind the scenes clips, bloopers, and audio wave files. You can also find fun little resources that we post on our stories as well as more information about our guests. So thanks for listening to this episode. Bye. Bye.